Welcome to Narrow Way to Broadway, a podcast for people of faith with a passion for the arts. Each episode is designed to foster community for the thespian and non-thespian and the believer and non-believer alike by navigating topics affecting the hearts, minds, and homes of artists everywhere. Thanks for joining. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast, and I am so excited to welcome this week's guest, Terrence Jackson. How you doing, Terrence? Hey, I'm doing great, Philip. How you doing? I'm so great. I am so glad to have you on the podcast. Like we were talking about before I hit record, you know, it's pretty crazy. Um, we have not been in the same circles at the same time. You're a little bit older <laughs> than I am, but yeah. we, we have very similar lives and we have very similar friend groups because of a, a recent event that's happened in your life and what I've recently participated in. Um, and we're going to get to talk about that today, but Terrence, you kind of feel like someone that I've known my entire life. So I'm, <laughs> and this is literally the first time we've ever spoken to each other. Uh, <laughs> so I'm really excited for this conversation, but before we get started talking about, um, you know, barter theater and what is why I'm 360. Yeah. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm 360. Before we talk a little bit about that, I just want, there's one thing I do know about you. Yeah. Um, and that is that you've recently got into bird watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So yeah, me and bird watching, uh, literally we, I started bird watching in March, almost like, you know, with the podcast, you know, almost, I, you know, uh, for, for me, I was, um, like everybody in the quarantine, I was kind of like, I I was at home and, you know, I I had work that I was doing remotely, but I, I needed a hobby. I was on a walk one day uh, with a friend of mine and, I was uh, just telling her because we were, you know, we lived in the same apartment complex and we worked in the same, uh, we work at the same place at the same time. And so we kind of were like a bubble <laughs> at the same time. And so we were on a walk together in, in early of the quarantine. And uh, we were, I was kind of telling her, you know, my heart was like, I, I didn't have a hobby that wasn't uh, work related. You know, um, I'm a Capricorn. Um, and so, um it's, it's tricky because I, I get really focused in on my work and, you know, I love uh, being really good at my job. And so um, a lot of that is tricky at times because a lot of my hobbies are, you know, I do music production on the side or I do video production, um, you know, in photography, all that stuff. But it also kind of influences my job uh, when it comes to like creative marketing. And so I haven't really had a hobby, you know, in the past five years or so that did not also help me out in my career. So I was kind of talking with her and I said, dude, I need a hobby that, you know, no one would expect me to have, you know, I kind of felt, I kind of felt embarrassed, (laughs) Philip, you know, like I would go to parties or I would talk to someone and they'd be like, Hey, well, what are you up to right now? Or what's new? And I I didn't have anything to tell them that wasn't work related (laughs) or wasn't, you know, me being an actor or, you know, I just did this new commercial or something like that. It was all work related. And so I said, what, what is there that I can do that no one would expect me to do? And no lie, no lie, a bird flew past me on the walk, you know, like birds do. And I said, I've got it. I've got it. I I can, I can bird watch. And my friend laughed, obviously. Uh, 
And she was like, is that, do people do that? And I was like, I actually don't know, but I'm going to go home and find out. And I, so I promise you, I cannot make this up, Philip. I spent six hours looking at bird watching videos on YouTube that same day. Oh my day. gosh. <laughs> six <laughs> hours. And I just dived into the world of bird watching. I like found out what like, uh, stuff I needed to like do this thing, you know, which is basically just binoculars, <laughs> you know, and you don't even really need that. You can bird watch from outside your window. But of course I had to get a pair of binoculars. So I like ordered a pair of binoculars and like I downloaded some apps that told me about bird watching and different types mm-hmm. of birds. I mean, I went all in. And so, yeah, I've been bird watching ever since. It's pretty cool. I, I keep a pair of binoculars on me at all the all times, you know, especially in my backpack if I'm traveling. Um, and yeah, and I keep a, I keep a list. It's called a life list um, in the birding community where um, anytime you see a bird for the first time, you know, you track that. And so I, I keep a list. So since March, I've seen uh, 79 different species of birds. It's pretty cool. Wow. That's okay. So what would you say is your favorite bird after like your, your brief time as what would be the official term for a bird watcher or, or the act of watching birds? <laughs> yeah. It's a birder. <laughs> a birder. Yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so my favorite bird that I've, that I've seen so far, actually I was with, I was with our, our, our mutual friend Libby. Um, we, we were bird watching and, I discovered this bird um, called a bufflehead. <laughs> How cool is ah, that? It's called yes, a bufflehead. The bufflehead. Buffle buffle sure. Yeah, yeah. Are you you familiar with that? Yeah, he's like, of course, of course. Yeah, everybody of course. knows bufflehead. Buffle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I would, I would suggest all of all of the listeners of Narrator Broadway to to look up a bufflehead. It's beautiful. You will be shocked by how how lovely it is because a name like the bufflehead. You'd be like, that's got to be an ugly bird. And it is not. It's beautiful. <laughs> I, I love that. I think, um, ooh, well, well, Abingdon, which is where where you've been for the past couple months and, and been before, is a great place for bird watching, I feel like. I mean, I feel like I noticed a lot more birds while I was living there um, than I do in other places. Maybe it's just because I, I love that place. <laughs> Yeah, no. And, you know, our backyard at the Barter Inn, you know, where where the artist housing is, has a lot of of birding activity, which is really great. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That is so cool. Um, And and you might as well, you know, a unique hobby is always a great conversation starter. But um, kind of on that, that kind of sparked something that I was thinking about in that I was actually in a meeting this morning um, with my team at the church and we were talking about how important it is to have, like, what is that thing that you're excited about for yourself mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. of your work? And I think it's it's so easy for, for artists, for people working in ministry, for that to be the thing that they're excited about all the time. But it is really important to have things outside of your work um, that also excite you, um, excite you a lot. And that's so cool that you've, you have found that in birding this year. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, it's a big part of, of my journey now. And because of like being somebody who loves work and working hard, burnout is, is real. And you'll hear that, you know, in my story come up a, a few times and birding helps me um, avoid that burnout or especially creative burnout. So yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of your story, let's, let's hear like a, overview of 
who is Terrence Jackson and, um, you know, what has highlights of some work that you may be done, but also just just your life story and and how it's led you to where you are today. Yeah. So I was born in uh, Sarasota, Florida. So I'm a Floridian and uh, which is which is only to note because. I've worked in some places that are pretty cold, like Virginia, where Philip and I have worked before, like Abingdon. I just left there um, to come home and it was like 20 degrees. And then I come back to Florida and it's like 78 and I'm like, ah, this is amazing. <laughs> so I just want to note that I am a born Floridian through and through. And so, yeah, I grew up in Sarasota, Florida and my family... Um, have been, I mean, it's huge into church. My cousin uh, is a senior pastor. My uncle was the minister of music. My mom was um, over the drama ministry and church. So I grew up in the church and, you know, I became, I was saved at seven years old. Um, and I've, I've just been around the church all my, all my life. And Philip, I was thinking about you so much when I was thinking about my story, because we're so similar in how work like working in the church was a big part of our our stories mm-hmm. um just like how you talked about you know you were always at the church whether you were doing sound or you know with your youth group you know that's that's kind of my story as well i with the church it it just became a big part of of our life but it was almost like working at the church from a very young age it was Mm -hmm. you know I was on the sound ministry as well I was in the youth choir which you know wasn't as big as your youth choir but was still pretty big um and we would always have like concerts and I was also in the drama ministry because my mom was over the drama ministry and so I was always at the church and because you know it was kind of like a family run you know church like my cousin was a senior pastor and stuff like that we were always, um, we were always involved. And so like your story, um, I did not find a true relationship with Jesus, you know, until I was much, much older, you know, it was very, um, early on, very much work-based, um, relationship and something that like, oh, this is what you do. You know, you come to church to, to work, um, and you come, and this is how, you know, you best serve the Lord by, by serving, um, and so that's kind of that's kind of how I, you know, um, my, my faith journey began. Um, but how I became an, uh, an actor again, my mom, uh, she works at the county jail. Uh, she worked there for over 30 years, but at night she would do community theater. And so myself and my sister would always um, tag along with her to rehearsals um, or even to performances. And so we we knew about theater from a very young age. But it wasn't until I was in middle school to where um, I I actually joined the drama program because my best guy friend at the time um, was in drama. And he was like, man, you got to join. You got to check it out. It's, it's, it's a great class. And so I said, OK, I'll try it out. And I did. And I just fell in love with theater, not knowing that I had been around theater, you know, since I was young, obviously, because my mom was in theater. Um, but it wasn't until I tried it out for myself that you know, I fell in love with it. My first play was Beauty and the Beast. And um, I actually had the honor of playing the Beast as a middle schooler. Now, it wasn't the musical. It was the straight play. And people love to note that um, our mutual friend Zoe, (laughs) Zoe's obsessed with the fact that I was in the play and not the musical. But yes, um, (laughs) but, you know, 
and so yeah, we I, we did that play, and honestly, Philip, I was tragic. Like I was not, I was not good at all. <laughs> but you know what? People clapped at the end of the play, and I said, I I want that. I want to hear that sound for the rest of my life. Um, and so that's how I started out. So I went to a performing arts high school, and uh, I was in a theater program there. And as I was there, I was also still doing drama um, at my church. And uh, I was in choir and did a bunch of stuff in high school and um, was fortunate enough to get my degree. I have my Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in acting from the University of Central Florida in college. And um, it was it was so much fun. And basically, college was huge for me because that's where um, that's where I really started forming, you know, my relationship with Jesus was in college. I had some friends who worked for um, a camp organization, a Christian camp organization called Student Life. And at the time, like Student Life was huge. I mean, if you wanted to be an actor, if you were a Christian and you wanted to be an actor um, and you wanted to do camp, like this was one of the places that like you went to. And so it was, it was huge. And so I had some, some friends who were believers in college and they all worked camp at this organization. And they were like, T, you've got to do it with us, you know, audition. I mean, this place was huge. I mean, they had, they were auditioning in like 15 different cities across the, like the nation, wow. different college campuses. I mean, it was like a big deal. And so they had like five different teams that you could be on. And each, each team had, I think three actors. And so, I mean, like they were hiring a lot of college actors. And so it was, it was really cool. And so I auditioned um, and I actually got in, I, I got hired twice, but I actually turned them down both times because I had professional work. I actually worked at um, Georgia Shakespeare in Atlanta, um, which now unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. Um, but at the time when I was in college, Georgia Shakespeare was amazing. And I loved working for them uh, during the summer. And then uh, I also worked at the Hangar Theater in Ithaca, New York, um, a part of their like Hangar Lab company. And so those were two amazing companies that I loved working for. But I never got a chance to to work for Student Life. But it kind of comes back around because I wound up working for um, I wound up working for like the president of Student Life at that time kind of broke off um, after, you know, his contract uh, was ending and started uh, another camp organization called Generate. And I wound up working for them a little bit later on after my time at Barter. But I'll hop into my time at Barter quickly here. So, yeah, after college, just like you, about eight to 10 days after graduating, I, I joined um, the Barter Player Company at the Barter Theater in Avenue, Virginia. And, you know, the rest was history from there. Uh, just like kind of just like your story where, you know, you spent, you know, 16 months. You said you did 16 months at Barter, right? I did. Yeah. 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 And so just like your story where you did, you did like 20 shows, same for me, you know, um, and I loved, I loved my time at Barter and yeah, that's kind of like a brief, a brief overview of how I got to, to, to Barter at least <laughs> from being a kid. Yeah. So cool. I mean, it's, it's crazy listening to you. It's like <laughs> almost identical pathways. <laughs> I know. Um, right I know. now, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of freaked out, but amazing. Um, so 
leaving leaving your time at Barter, um, I know you you became a part of an organization mm-hmm. um, called YM360. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about uh, them and what you do with um, do with them. Yeah, so right after my contract ended um, at Barter, I I felt um, the Lord call me to do something a little bit different. I again, I'm very goal oriented, and I, um, you know, when it came to acting, I was I very much felt the Lord show me, um, you know, because I know Emma was you know talks a lot about like what does it mean to you know to hear that the lord called you or or that the lord was told you something you know and very much it was for me it was shown to me that i had been very selfish um mm. in in my career that i was using my gifts and abilities um you know in 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 one way i wouldn't say like the wrong way but in just in one way and that i could uh, could also use those gifts to advance the kingdom and so you know the Lord literally put it on my heart to do camp. Now, Philip, I had not done camp at all. I had already told you, like, I had got hired twice, but I never did camp as a kid. Um, I went to a black church growing up, and so we did not do any camps. You know, we did not do any 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 camps. Um, and so, you know, this was this is how I know that um the Lord put it on my heart because I, I wouldn't have had any, there would have been no draw for me to do camp. Like there was no like, oh, I remember when I was a, you know, a student and the counselors were amazing and the drama team was amazing. And like, I want to do that. Like, I didn't have any of that. And so literally one day the Lord just said, T, I think you should do camp. I had no idea what that meant. I called my buddy at the time who was a creative um, at, <clears throat> at Lifeway. And he was, um, he was over a couple of, of their camps, like the leading the creative department at a couple of their camp that they do. And he said, Hey man, uh, you should reach out to uh, a guy named Roger Davis, who is, uh, he was at the time, the president of student life. Um, and uh, Aaron moon, who was the, uh, one of the creatives at student life as well. He said, they just branched off and joined a company called youth ministry 360, which is what YM 360 stands for. And they are starting a camp organization called Generate, and they're looking for a male actor for their very first team. And so I was like, great. And so I had, I applied and uh, auditioned and interviewed and I got the job. And so I, at 25 years old, I joined a, a camp team, you know, uh, a camp team as an actor, um, for generate the very first the very first camp and it was if if your listeners if anyone has ever done camp you know it's it's usually like the entire summer so it's about 10 weeks and when you travel on a camp staff you know it's all college age students and you travel from you know at least how we do it at generate you travel from college campus to college campus or you know, or venue, you know, sometimes we'd be at like Baptist conference centers or something like that, or if we're doing a beach camp or whatever, but you kind of each week you're in a different location. And so it's like doing a tour, which obviously I had, I did plenty of tours with Barter. And so I was excited about the tour aspect of it. Um, And so I joined this camp team and literally, Philip, this is where my eyes were open to, you know, what kingdom work looks like as an, as a performer. Um, I had no idea the power um, of drama, you know, 
affecting lives as, as I did when I saw it, you know, at camp. And the cool thing is my foundation as a Christian really grew when when I when I joined when I joined the camp staff. Like I, I did not know what it was like to be around that many, you know, believers who were my age you know, who are around my age, like, I didn't, I didn't know what it felt like. I didn't know what it was like to pray before every single meeting. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what it was like. Um, and I know you're working for a church right now. And like the differences between, you know, my time at Generate and YM360 to working at a theater company is drastically different. I mean, before every meeting at YM360, we're praying, you know, you end a meeting in prayer, you know, it's just such a foreign thing to like being in rehearsal right now or, or working at any type of other, any other place, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah, so I, I did that camp, uh, that summer of camp and the next year I was going to come back as an actor and I wound up getting hired full time as a, a creative, like as, like as the person, as a creative producer. So somebody who, would write the scripts, someone who would hire the actors and direct all the pieces for the summer. And so I went from joining the team as an actor to the next year, um, right after that next year, being somebody who was responsible for creating content for camp. And what a blessing and what a gift that was from God because I was not uh, qualified. (laughs) <laughs> for that position at all. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even have a portfolio. Like they hadn't seen my writing skills, they hadn't seen anything, but they trusted because of the work I did the past summer and my experience with theater that I was good for the job. And you know, and so that's what happened. So I joined I moved to Birmingham, Alabama where the company was based out of, and I I you know, literally knew really no one who lived there had no family members there I moved there on my own um with just some co-workers I had knew like I, I knew from you know YM360 but I moved there and yeah was a creative producer and I led the creative department you know for YM360 and Generate Camp you know for for three and a half years wow. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of crazy yeah that is so cool it, it's so one of the things that I, I I'm loving the most about working in the church and that I'm seeing is is uh, I, I'm beginning to see that there's so many areas of the church, such as like I don't know, like these camp organizations, or mm-hmm. um, I don't know, just a lot of just a lot of different church organizations are starting to become so receptive towards um, towards artists, and it might just be because my my eyes are um, more tuned into that right now. But it is really cool to see places that are are latching onto that. But when people like us come through those kind of kind of places with this training and experience of of theater and stuff there's just this uh, this trust that comes um yeah. from yeah. the work and i think we're really blessed both of us to to have gone through some places that have provided us just fantastic training to be able to step into those places and people trust our work but yeah. um you know that that's a that is a really cool testament um, and something that I'm even getting to experience right now too. It's just being given authority and responsibility that I do not feel like I'm qualified for yeah. at all. Yeah. And somehow, uh, and somehow I get the task and I am like, okay, yeah, sure. And then I'm really like, wait, maybe I was really qualified for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all along. 
And isn't that the coolest thing too? Like when you look back, because I'm I'm constantly reminded of that, Philip. That like when I look back on my life and I think, oh wait, 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 God's been preparing me for this from the beginning. Like I've been creating content, you know, for a long time. Like even before yeah. I knew that this is what I could be getting paid for. You know, it's like, oh wait, wait, wait. No, I'm I'm not as noob to this as I thought I was. And you know, the Lord's been preparing me for a long time and I'm super grateful for that. And so it's super cool, man. Yeah. So one thing that I wanted to talk about is b- because of your work with, with YM360, I feel like that has really prepared you. Uh, and I, I, I didn't, I've never told you this, but I, I just remembered that one, one thing that kind of put you fresh in my mind is of course at Barter, people talked about you all the time and your legendary performances, Frosty, the snowman. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I actually saw you in a YM360 video at a church that I worked at in West Virginia. And I was like, hold up, hold up. What? No way. No way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, hold up, hold up. So cool that that's what you were doing. And I didn't realize that that's what kind of, kind of thing you were working with. Yeah. Um, like that is that's really really cool but yeah moving <laughs> forward from that a little bit um now that i've shocked you maybe a bit <laughs> so so man i think it's so cool how god brought you in, into ym360 where i feel like you've been able to to hone a lot of skills that i have seen put to use this year at barter um and through this barter at the moonlight, I mean, you've been doing live theater at a at, throughout the pandemic safely um, at a drive-in movie theater. While also, you've been getting to work with the marketing team at, at Barter, yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. So, tell us a little bit about that and how those skills you feel like helped lead you into doing uh, the work that you're doing with Barter right now. And we, we're both very Barter biased, if you can't tell mm-hmm. already. And from the podcast, you've heard me ramble on about them a lot. Um, but I mean, if you go and you look at the marketing right now for for Barter Theater, I'm willing to say it's some of the best marketing I've ever seen for a theater company <laughs> ever. Wow. Um, and and it makes me so proud to have been a part of that organization. And I know that you and some other friends of mine there um, have played a big hand in yeah. helping this theater survive through a really difficult time. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for thanks for that, man. Our, you know, we had a marketing team meeting uh, this morning, and I love our team so much. I mean, we have an incredible marketing team. I mean, it's only, you know, four of us, but you know, we have an incredible marketing team, and so you know, all the stuff we've been able to do is it's such a team effort, and I, you know, I couldn't do it without any of those, um, those team members, and so they're amazing. But yeah, so I, um, I knew, uh that my time at YM360, you know, was coming to, coming to an end because, you know, I was actually, you know, I was, I was getting creatively burnt out, you know, because creating work for the church, again, for me, it was, and I, I wonder if you've ever felt this way, Philip, but it was, it was hard because I found myself looking at passages, listening to sermons, um, going to church in general, um, because I was also, I mean, I was also responsible for helping lead, you know, production as well. I found it, I was looking at it as work. Like I was literally looking at church as work and I was always taking notes of, oh, that'd be a great video concept or that'd be a great script on stage. And 
I was I w- I got burnt out from um from church. I mean, honestly, like it was it was a challenging thing because creatively, you know, I was not I was not able to separate um, me going to church as a believer and me going to church as someone who wants to, you know, to master their to be a master in their field. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, you know, I knew I knew I had to to step away from um, from that for a moment to kind of recalibrate some things in myself, because, you know, one of the things I'm, you know, I'm praying to God for this year is is mentorship as well. And in what I lacked um, during my time at YM360 was creative mentorship from someone older who uh, can help, you know, could help lead me through um, how to how to navigate, uh, how to be a creative in in, you know, uh, a, a creative Christian and, and be able to separate your work um, from your from from church, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, and so. Uh, I knew my time was coming to an uh, an end there, and as it did, uh, I had a conversation with, um, you know, the producing artistic director at Barter, Katie Brown, um, when she took over um, as the artistic director, and and so, you know, very quickly that became uh, a, a, an option that, you know, I was going to be able to come and join the marketing team uh, at Barter Theater. I wasn't even going to act right away; like I was literally coming to be a creative content, you know, specialist, you know, somebody who could create, you know, videos and, and really, um, bring a new life to, um, to barter from a more, uh, approachable, like in a more approachable way, like most, most regional theaters, you know, their tar their target audience is, um, fifties, sixties, you know, white <laughs> you know um yeah. and older that's that's like most regional theaters uh uh audience right and i am not that <laughs> by any <laughs> by any means and so you know we're really trying to um uh, to to get a new a new audience and so that was that was my job was to to come in and to to kind of help uh from a creative standpoint to kind of like you know lead in that direction now of course some of that yeah uh, looked totally different when the pandemic happened so when the pandemic happened um i was still working at ym360 and so i was working at ym360 and i was kind of working remotely for barter at the same time and so i was doing both jobs at the same time and when uh you know, Katie had the idea to do Barter at the Moonlight Drive-In, you know, I moved to Abingdon and um, was doing marketing and acting. So I was a part of the acting quarantine, uh, the the 11-person quarantine. We had 10 actors and one stage manager who, you know, was responsible for doing these this season of shows at the Moonlight, like at a drive-in, which was completely new. Um, for all of us, I mean, you, we basically were were in rehearsal um, all like all day, but we were rehearsing almost like it was a film, you know, because you know. And Philip, you've seen you've seen the show, so it's you you watch it on a giant screen. Yeah. So yeah, we would rehearse in the day like it was theater, but when we get to the venue, you know, it very much almost had it became a film. It was actually really really cool, and so yeah, we were in like strict lockdown quarantine lockdown i mean i only saw these 11 people 
for six months. We only went into three buildings. That was our housing, the rehearsal space, um, and when we had a costume fitting. <laughs> so like those were like the three buildings that we would go in for six months. And I only saw, you know, these 10 actors and one stage manager this entire time. <laughs> you know, of course, our directors um, would also be there as well. But because of the like, they were always masked and they were like 27 feet away from us, you know. And so it was it was a crazy time. But wow, what a what a blessing to be able to do something so innovative um, for the people of Southwest Virginia. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. And like getting to see those, I got to see Christmas Carol and uh, Frosty and gosh, both of those shows were just fantastic. But y'all listening, I, if you get a chance, go, go to Barter's social media just to check out the amazing job that Terrence and that marketing team is doing right now, but also just to check out some of the videos of what, um, they have been doing at the barter theater. It is unlike anything that's happening in the world right now. It is so much, it's so much better than I could have ever imagined um, it happening. And like you said, it's literally like, I don't know, pulling up to the moonlight drive-in movie theater. I've never been to a drive-in movie theater in my life. Mm. And I felt like I'd been going there my whole life. It just felt like uh, some kind of, it, it felt like something I've been doing as, as a kid growing up, going to the drive-in movie theater to watch a movie. But then when I got there and, and the movie started, it, it's all my friends that are, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also it's, you don't even notice that the actors are under the screen. Mm. Um, watch it. You, you just feel like you're watching a movie until you realize, holy crap, this whole thing is happening live. It is yeah. truly a, it's truly a one take film. I know people, 1917, 1918, I can't remember what that mm-hmm, movie was. Mm-hmm. It's one take and they did all this in one scene. No, they didn't. I mean, it, it looked like, <laughs> yeah. but truly what you did at Varder was a one take film every single yeah. night. And it, it was truly remarkable and something that all that, I mean, I'm so proud of um, for Barter, but I know that so many people are, are very, very proud of, um, of what went on out there. And, you know, hopefully we'll be back in the ver- in the theater very soon. Yeah. But if not, it's pretty daggum cool. And if you're anywhere <laughs> near Southwest Virginia and Barter's going to be in Barter does more of these next year, go see it. It's truly a once in a lifetime opportunity mm-hmm. um, theater experience that you might not ever get to experience again outside <laughs> of a yeah. pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I did want to that just kind of came up that I thought about that I know I struggled with um, in my time working in in professional theater um, is just the ability to be connected to uh, believers or a body of believers or church Mm -hmm, community, mm -hmm. um, you know, during these times as you're working as an actor and especially during this time of quarantine where you've been, um, you know, pretty much you've been quarantined. There's no other, (laughs) no better Mm -hmm. way to explain it. You've been locked down in a place and you haven't been able to, to get to a church or really be a part of a physical body of of believers. How have, you, um, you know, stayed connected in your faith and, and with God through this season. Yeah. I mean, number one, it, it, the amount of content coming out of churches now is incredible. (laughs) You know, like there's just so much content, whether it's podcasts, whether it's listening to, you know, uh, sermons on Sundays because of live streams. I mean, Mm -hmm. so when I was in Birmingham, I was going to um, Church of the Highlands. And so I I served in a production team there. 
They're the and best. So, yeah, yeah, of course, naturally. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, it was incredible. My time at Highlands was incredible. And so, you know, I, I knew that, you know, they have Sunday, obviously they have online services. And so, you know, being able to 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 watch a, a sermon on Sunday or a service on Sunday or even on Wednesday, you know, I knew that we had those, you know, capabilities. So that's that's one way. But also, too, I think the biggest difference, Philip, between my time this time and when I was a barter player when I was post-college is that now I have friends who will call me and ask me how I'm doing spiritually. You know, um, because I have friends, because of my time at YM360 and Generate, like I have friends for life who, you know, will call me and within the first five minutes, it's, you know, we're, we're talking about spirituality and we're talking about what God's doing, you know? And so that's, that's huge, you know, um, you know, whether I want to talk about it or not, (laughs) you know, it's, it's going to come up and that's, that's something I did not have. And so it's so funny how, you know, the Lord puts people in, in your life, um, that you need. And, you know, I've got some amazing friends and, and past roommates who, um, who will call me and ask me about it. And that was, that's been really useful. It's just having um, conversations um, with my friends about what God's doing. And so that's, that's been useful for me during this time. Yeah, that's really awesome. I mean, that's the same for me. I I know I, I literally hound on this. It's my biggest thing. And in, in our episode at the first of the year, um, that we released on January 4th. It was just uh, at the end, I was like, God, I just felt God being like, you need to tell people to <laughs> get part of community because you've got to have those kind of people mm-hmm, um, in your mm-hmm. life. In every episode I hound on this, but it's so important. It will truly change your life, especially when you walk into these seasons where hopefully people are going to be able to audition and get contracts and, and yeah. go have to go away and be away from um, maybe physical community. Um, that you have those people when you go to those places where you, you won't have time to go find a church necessarily to go be mm-hmm, a part mm-hmm. of. Um, but, you know, the church isn't the building. The church is the people, the body of people, the capital C church. Um, and it, we're just so fortunate that we get to be a part of that and that we can find other brothers and sisters that we can, um, you know, commune with. Yeah, in that. absolutely. Gosh, Terrence, thank you so much for, um, for being with us today. Before we go, I have, you know, just one easy, simple little question to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's what's God teaching you uh, right now? Yeah. Well, because I, um, you know, obviously it's the new year. And so we've all been thinking, you know, what, what does the Lord want to teach me this year? And man, I've been learning a lot about, um, you know, I, I love like Romans um, and I love Romans eleven thirty six, uh, which uh, just says, "For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things; to Him be the glory forever." And I love that part, like, "To Him be the glory forever." And the Lord's just teaching me that through anything and and everything, whether the pandemic, um, whether I have a job or not, whether my work is good or not, that He's to be glorified. Um, Mm -hmm. and that, you know, he's glorious and, um, that all things come from the Lord and, you know, I've got to, I've got to glorify him because of that, you know? And so a lot of times, you know, especially when I was younger, 
you know, I think it's easy to point back to myself and say, look what I've done. Um, look what I'm able to do. Uh, look what, you know, what I'm capable of. You know, I'm so gifted. I'm so funny. I'm so, you know, whatever, whatever. And, um, you know, the Lord's been showing me that uh, that he is the one who should be glorified through it all. And so, yeah, that's what I'm learning right now, man. That and and I'm constantly learning. I need I need to rest more. Uh, and I think um, that it's not even just resting for rest's sake. It's like resting in the Lord as well. Um, yeah. And because there is a difference between just being somebody who is resting and someone who rests in the Lord as well. So I'm learning what that means. You know, I'm not really good at rest in general. Um, and I'm not really good at resting in the Lord. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited for 2021 to, to learn, uh, to learn what that means. Um, so yeah, that's what I got for you. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, thank you again so much for, for being with us today. And we look forward to keeping up with you and seeing what you're up to. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, man. (laughs) Bye Terrence. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Narrow Way to Broadway podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe. We release new episodes the first and third Monday of the month. For more information on what we're up to, follow us on Instagram at InwayBWay. 